Friends, Trekkies, we have come once again to the end of another season of Star Trek. We are, which means we are now at the end of another series of Fake Nerds Watch. That's right, this is Fake Nerds Watch for Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the big finale. I am Brandon T. McClure with you as always. And for the final time this season, I am here with Sparks Witty. I really thought that because of how you started that you were going to come at this the same way I approached Secret Invasion and you were parroting the way that I did that finale, which was the Friends Romans Countrymen. countrymen. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know Brandon hated this episode that much. <laughs> uh, and Ryan Eliopoulos. Hello, I'm here. It's the last time we're going to spock it for who knows how long in this crazy, crazy land we live in. But hey, if you're watching this now, that means some good things happen. So hopefully we got a season three coming. A year and a half to two years. We'll see. That's right. We're here to talk about the final episode of Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, Episode 10, Hegemony. Uh, directed by Ma uh, Maja Vavilo. Written by Henry Alonzo Myers, who is one of the showrunners of this series. Uh, so let's get, let's just dive right in. Uh, what did we think about this one? Uh, Sparks, why don't you go first? I have many nice things to say. I do. I think there's a lot of nice little things I'm going to highlight. So I want you to bear that in mind as I say my establishing sentence of, wow, way to go out on a season with a wet fart. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and Ryan, you're nodding your head like you agree. Yeah, I agree. I would. I will I will not pull punches. I thought this was a, a weak-ass ending. I thought this was a weak-ass finale. Uh, and it's not the show's fault whatsoever, but we are also in the midst of a strike as we're recording this. So we don't know the next time we're going to see when this cliffhanger will resolve, potentially for a long time. And who knows if it'll even change because of things happening, blah, blah, blah. But like, this is the way you go out on a season two when the last time we saw the Gorn was over a season ago. Uh, I'm just thinking of your favorite episode, Brandon, the finale of season one. Great mm. episode. Great episode. And I look at this episode, I'm like, wow, this was just like a really bad uh, TV version of Alien. And the last Gorn episode was a better version of that. And right. yes, there are great character moments, mm -hmm. but like for a finale, I feel like most, I feel like half the characters did not get any resolution or were forgotten. And this is a part one of a part two for a season that doesn't even exist yet. So it's just, for me, it's just like, oh, I guess like, I don't really like this episode. There's great stuff in it, but like, it's, it's I'm not I didn't love it didn't love it so I will start my thoughts by saying that if we're correct about the production order of when they started filming mm -hmm. the next episode is already filmed okay uh, okay so there is that uh because but is I know the season a, no the season is not done filming so it's still gonna uh, be a very long time <laughs> yes uh yeah. but I, I mentioned I mentioned that only because like it's it, unlikely the the next episode after this will be changed. Okay, okay. Now that said, I've watched this episode three times, and each time I've liked it less. Um, I, for those of you who watch these fake nerds watch Star Trek episodes, you know what I do. I watch it at midnight, then I watch it with Zara, then I watch it for the show. So I'm always watch. So I'm always watching these things three times. Um, but I have wrestled with a lot of feelings, and I think that that. I think that ultimately, I, I just, I just didn't like it. You know, I'm just gonna say it. I just didn't like it. 
Yeah. And that's a, that's a bummer. Uh, I I really like this show. I really, I did really, I did enjoy the season. There's episodes in the season that I really like. And it's the benefit of having an episodic show that you can pick out episodes and be like, oh, this was a standout. This was a standout. You're not you're clouding the overarching plot with um with, with something that, that would, with, with uh, if it's something like a serialized show. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot in this episode that I just don't agree with. There's a lot in this epi- episode that's an implication for the future of this show that I'm just not interested in. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into the two specifically uh, later. But where should we start? I want to start um, kind of, I, I guess, in a way working backwards. I'd rather okay. start just talking about the fact that this is a part one of a part two in a cliffhanger. Um, because I think it's the number one problem with the episode mm-hmm. um, is the fact that this is a to be continued that will not be continued next week. Um, Ryan and I had a long conversation after we finished it where I'm like, this ending, great, honestly, if it's a two parter and we're getting the next part next week. If this were this episode a great, nine. It's a great tension space to leave us in. Yeah. Um, regardless of like other problems that, that in the episode that we will address later, like just just the finale, the tension uh of the the attack captain what are we going to do leaving it in ambiguity perfect if you're following it up in a week as the right amount of time to sit in that kind of ambiguity and tension now they didn't know the strikes were going to happen but they still let's assume about a year now longer mm-hmm. till we'll get the the next piss, bit of this um not a good call not a good call i have a question sure. about this with some context that you're that i'm going to try and walk you through yeah. Um, there is a very famous two-parter uh, in Star Trek The Next Generation called The Best of Both Worlds. It's the episode where Picard becomes uh, assimilated by the Borg. The very, the very end of that of that first part has Riker fire give the order to destroy the Borg cube with Picard on it. That right. is the end of that season. Yeah. And uh, and there that 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 does not get wrapped up until the next till the next season. Now I have I know just from watching the behind the scenes that this was their attempt of doing that. Sure. May, may I ask, because I feel the same way I'm agreeing with you. Um, may I ask what is the difference between doing something like that and what they did here? Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, because that was yeah, the, that was because that was the conversation that we had. Sure. It is it is the ambiguity of it because I I do remember that that exact thing from Next Generation Ben, and that is that is him making a stern choice. That is him living. That is him doing something and him living with the consequences, and it's having to think about it for a year instead of what's going to happen. It's a mystery what's going to happen. Mm. If if Pike was like, I have to save to save my girl. I have to start a war with the Gorn. I'm going to do that. And that's how we end the season. Then I'm like, damn, I'm excited for what's going to happen. Cause like, what's, I don't know what will happen. Like, what is there going to be like, it's like, he's going to fire all lasers. Is that going to go through? Like, but it's just like left on a kind of like, who knows? We'll find out. Cause when we write it and I'm just like, I hate those kind of endings. <laughs> that that it feels, uh... it feels honestly kind of lazy. Like we we're not bold enough to make a choice. So let's just put it out there and see what you guys think is going to happen. That is part of it is I think again, like that ambiguity really works if it's like a week if it's a two-parter um that from week to week the other answer to your question that that i think is really pertinent and it's immediately what happened to me when i was watching this is like you're referencing that this is an older uh uh re-encapsulation of something from old television this felt like old television i don't remember the last time i watched the end of a season that not like seasons have ended on like 
a, a tease of of like wanting to get you in for the next season kind of thing. But it's been a while since I watched a season that specifically like hung you on a to be continued yeah. level thing, not just like a oh we wrapped up the story of the season, but there's a little nugget of like where we're going next kind of thing. Uh, a full blown like sledgehammer. This is part one. See you next season for part two. And that's a very old TV thing. Part of it comes from viewership being so much an important thing about uh, keeping shows renewed and giving a reason for the studios to say they have to come back. They're lost in. Uh, a yeah. lot of a lot of network television shows did that, and there's a really, really critical difference between three months and one year on a streamer. Mm -hmm. Sure. A three-month gap back in the network television day a lot, a lot more acceptable to manage a part one, part two. I still wouldn't be crazy about it because I feel like television as a format has moved past this kind of thing. Um, there's just, there's no purpose anymore to leave audiences on that kind of hook. Yeah. Uh, from a business standpoint. And it's, it is, it is something like even back in the day, audiences would get frustrated about. Twin Peaks does it at the end of season one. Sure. With Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. absolutely frustrated and it, people. And it pulls, yeah. it pulls a network audience back in because they're like, oh, God, I gotta, I gotta know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And like that that works, but I think we've, and you can say we're spoiled, but like we, we are so much in a culture that doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. So then to not only, I, I understand like wanting to reference it, but to not only do it, but do it in on a show that, again, at best, would have come out in a year. Like, that's a really big difference from sure. what they used to pull with the part one, part two between seasons. And and um, the the other... Go ahead. I, I want you to go because I've kind of got to collect myself on the next piece. Well, I was just about, I was going to just mention an anecdote in, uh, in response to um, in response to this discussion, uh, if you don't mind. Um, no, go ahead. There's a show that I really love called The Lost World. So Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World that aired on TNT in the mornings. Um, right. Love that show. Ran for three yeah. seasons. Every season, they were concerned they were going to get canceled. So they never ended on the cliffhanger. So they, by the end of the season, everything was wrapped up. Except for the third season when they got cocky. And they were right. like, okay, we're going to end the third season on a cliffhanger because we're pretty certain we're going to get the fourth season, the fourth season or order. And they were canceled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's a risky wager back in the day. Like, Buffy did this at yeah. one point. Um, Star Trek, the next generation would do this. The The reason they would do it is because, like, it's not just in, in encouraging the viewership to return next season. When you're at the caliber that a Buffy or a Star Trek show is, you have a little bit of weight to throw around. So it's saying, you can't cancel us. Yeah. Yes. Our audience is too big. You will get so much shit. You have to bring us back so we can finish the story, and it's a win-win because you will draw in viewership and you'll get another season of a show. Right, and, and again, like it's just it's that's such a it's a bygone idea, and like I would feel very differently if they'd wanted to homage this and we're pulling a Yellow Jackets for reference for you, Brandon. Yellow Jackets season two had its whole season come out, and there is one episode that is coming out six months later, so in between season two and three. It's isolated and separated. Now they didn't have a to be continued thing to lead into that. This is just like an it's extra. Like special. It's like an extra separate special episode. But if that was the point, saying like our our real last episode of the season is a bonus episode. There's eleven episodes in the season, and that episode will come out in three months, just to kind of leave you dangling for a moment. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't be crazy about it, but I I'd, I'd, I'd like it more than the situation we're in right now. 
Sure. Uh, that's what I, and that's I, what and I, I think that that's the baffling part of the, the decision. Go ahead. That's why I brought up the, the, the fact that if we're correct about the production schedule, then that first episode of the, of the third season is filmed. So there was a lot of people talking about how, because of the strike, that they should just edit that and get it done and put it out. as like the special episode that you're talking about. Um, and I, I think now that I'm kind of, and like me after seeing the first, after seeing this the first time, I'm like, it's fine. You know, I've dealt with, I'm, I'm a Star Trek fan through and through. I've seen these, I've seen these for decades. Like all, I, I can wait till the next season. But now that kind of walking, uh, talking about it and seeing the episode and kind of like digesting it, I'm like, well, you know, maybe, maybe it would be a good idea to just release that, that first episode of the third season and just be like, here's the, here's the end of the cliffhanger. We'll see you next I, year. I think in light of the strikes, uh, I, I think it would be a smart call. Yeah, honestly, and already the backlash because I know there has been some about this finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it would be the smart call to just put that episode out, um, sure. and be like, "Psych, season two is eleven episodes. You're welcome." Um, yeah, I I think I think it would be the better choice than extending the wait on this cliffhanger, um, because then you go to. I'm just not even that hot on like the stuff we're going to be waiting for anyway. That's also the thing. Like, when and we, I kind of want to just be back. over it. So when I come back for season three, the first yeah. episode I, I watch in season three, I want to be like, welcome back. Strange new worlds. Here we go. Fresh start. Let's do it. I, I don't, I want that vibe. I don't want, Oh yeah, this is where we are. Yes. Mm. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm pretty there's, they've been such an incredible team most of the time and had so many good calls and choices overall in a general sense with a couple of things we've mentioned as we've talked about this season. It's truly baffling to me to have made this decision. Yeah, I have a question, Brandon, because you you watch behind the scenes stuff and like with the creators, yeah. like the Gorn stuff has been, you know, a foreshadowing thing happening and it's going to be something big. Like season one, we got a little bit. This one is like we're teasing into the next season is like a, a big Gorn conflict. Does that feel like a big thing that's going to happen for, you know, like this is going to happen for episodes of the season? Like, does this feel like a big thing that's coming? Because if it is, I'm not interested, to be honest. So because you brought that up, this I want I want to be clear. Is there anywhere yeah. else anywhere smaller that we want to go? Because I got a whole thing about that question that you just asked. Um, I'm simply asking, do you think they will be a primary primary like antagonist for the entire season? Because I'm like, I'm just unless like they radically change them and we start seeing talking Gorn and they're way different than we thought. They're just like it's just like they're ugly elites from Halo that I'm just like, nah, that's not it doesn't it feels like like action Star Trek. And I'm just not here for that. I don't care about that. Uh, I will only to kind of it, it's it's tied to getting into the Gorn and it's tied in talking about why the cliffhanger didn't work for me mm-hmm. um because the season started episode one letting us know like tensions were high with the Gorn and there was a Gorn a Gorn conflict of some kind was going to come yeah the fact that it's it's in this season at the end and unresolved is really frustrating yeah um because they set it up from the beginning and brought it all the way to this point and we're not even getting closure on even if it's not closure on the whole Gordon and Starfleet thing just this encounter again so, just another part of why that choice really baffles me so let's get into the Gordon so I'm gonna go I'm gonna get really deep into this because this is this is something that's really frustrated me um get my snorkel mask how deep is your Gorn? It's one of the things that we've talked about in the series before, how there are certain things that, that the show sets up that they can't resolve because of the nature that it's 
uh, because of the nature of where the show is set in the continuity of an entire franchise that is over that is almost 60 years old at this point. So you have this you have this conflict with the Gorn and the Gorn in this show are are have this kind of like alien homage plastered on them, um, which is which is fun if you want to do an, a one off alien episode. Uh, but the further you get into it, the the more you have to peel back the fact that this is just a homage, a superficial homage at that. And if you're going to actually, you, know, you got to start deciding, are we going to do anything with this? Mm-hmm. And the answer appears to be no. And that's what's really frustrating. Um, because the Gorn as a species, as presented in this show, it doesn't make sense how they're spacefaring. How does this species have warp capabilities? That's what I was telling him. That's what I was asking him. Because, like, I mean, obviously he doesn't know, but, like, we don't know. I'm just like, they they feel like they have they have evolved them past their mm-hmm. 60s dudes in suits uh, 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 look. Mm-hmm. Like, they are not, like, I made the comparison to Halo. Like, when he's having the fight at the end, that dude looks like an elite from Halo. And I'm like, I think they are trying to, like, upgrade the Gorn in a massive way. But, again, if they're going to connect it to the 60s show, they can't, they can't really be this big a threat because they would wipe out the universe, right? <laughs> So here's the problem. Here's the here's the issue with so in, in so Star Trek the original series episode the arena, which is the first episode we meet, ever meet the Gorn and the toga wearing lizard dude and um and I I update the design. It's fine. I actually really like the new design. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, because we get our first look at an adult Gorn in this episode. That's one thing I do like is that we finally get to see what they what the adult Gorn are going to look like. And it's a practical effect. It's a, it looks really interesting. Yeah. To to their credit, they're able to obscure how much they might be shifting from the original designs because of the, the spacesuit tack on sure. aspect yeah. of it. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, which I think is smart, like good for them. Yeah. Well, um, honestly, like, like just visually, it's one of my favorite sequences is, is with Spock and chapel in the corn. But the whole point. Guys. Yeah. Look at those beautiful guys. Love them. Walked, walked right off a of Godzilla set. <laughs> the whole point of that episode is that Kirk sees the Gorn, a non-humanoid species, a lizard, a lizard-like species, as a monster. Right. And he learns in that episode that this monster can talk and mm-hmm. is intelligent and is spacefaring oh, and I is really and, and like that's the point of the episode is that this is that the reason why Kirk and this Gorn captain are put on this planet is to learn that both of them aren't actually that much that different. And in your mind so that's what's begun to frustrate that's one of the one of the things that's begun to frustrate me about how the Gorn are portrayed in this show because you can never ever have the crew of the Enterprise realize that about the Gorn so for the entirety of the show this these Gorn have to be monsters because the revel because the resolution has to be in a show that aired almost 60 years ago that's me well because yeah Uhura and Spock are there and they're the ones directly dealing with yeah so that yeah, because they would say something like, oh, this is nothing like the Gormy encounter before or, or something. Yeah. May, may I posit yeah. the most optimistic take on this? Please. Sure, I'd love it. I'd uh, love to hear it. Which is that Pike in this episode is suggesting he starts at a monster is just a monster sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also because he's super optimistic, is like there has to be some something we can connect with, some way we can reason with them. There's an intelligence here. Um. And he kind of remains the only person who seems to think that, at least vocalizing it in this show. Mm-hmm. 
and now with Patel on the line, he might back entirely away from even thinking that anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's room where they can keep it in a nebulous of Pike thought maybe, but then he was like, nah. Uh, and and you can have your your conflict with the Gorn without them ever really speaking with each other, because it's also the spacefaring part, though, isn't it too? Though, because like they're not uh, supposed I, to be. I want. I want. I want. I want Sparks to to. to oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so yeah. so what if if they if they decide to have Starfleet in full conflict with the Gorn next season, mm-hmm. I feel like we can do a lot without actually talking to or seeing the Gorn themselves like we can know their spaces know their ships and know what planets they're attacking or harvesting or that kind of thing and do a lot of like enterprise crew dealing with starfleet pushing a campaign that not everybody's on board with especially people who are just coming out of the war with the klingons Mm -hmm. um i think there can be a lot of interesting interesting storytelling there where you can really play in a nebulous space of like most people don't want to get to know the enemy anyway yeah and it does work to build executed properly it does work to build to a crescendo moment for the kirk thing you're talking about right mm-hmm. because that makes it even more of a oh aha we've had such a long time of conflict you have now seen where everyone has always assumed and everyone has pushed aside all their best judgments because of xyz reason that they feel the gorn are monstrous and are motivated to continue to think so um you could you can pay that off it can be executed well you talk about the spacefaring thing, though. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to say that's a really very Star Trek way of looking at this. Very optimistic way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're right. There is there is room. The foundation we have here doesn't give you a lot of room because Pike orders the death of an unarmed child mm-hmm. in this episode, and just and it's gone. I was like, oh, the phasers work. That was still a child. So how are we supposed to be sympathetic to these creatures? If I mean, that's, 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 yeah. Sorry, go ahead. How how are we supposed to be sympathetic towards towards these uh, aliens if they are forever seen as just monsters? And the show, this this episode does not, and I, I get that there's the line where Pike is like, oh, maybe we could talk to them. Even April is like, oh, we have to learn how we can talk to them. I get mm-hmm. that it's there, but the episode is actually not that interested in it because the episode is far more concerned with doing an alien pastiche. And that's yeah. what's frustrating here. Um, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, unfortunately, for reasons we've already mentioned, we, we are only being given half of the story of what this particular true. encounter is supposed to be. So who knows if that's something they're building to some some more thinking and thought about right Mm -hmm. i think like part of where it's going to be is like you got kind of in a very broad sense i feel like you have one of two ways that we come out of this right pike either committed to saving the rest of his crew Mm -hmm. and protecting patel and saving your life engages with the gorn and thus as representation of starfleet puts starfleet in conflict with all of the gorn Mm -hmm. or he doesn't but uh, the higher ups on Starfleet do take this personally now, and they started full conflict with the Gorn. That Enterprise is kind of like, don't know if we should do this. So, whichever route you pick on that, you have characters that you can have again championing like these are monsters. There is no reason to consider them another way, and that that is part of the point. Like the callousness of shooting the youngling 
part of the point Young is that that is still how they look at them. And that's coming all the way from Quality of Mercy, you know, um, which was also dealing with younglings. Youngling. Um, and that, that they're, they have reasons to just, like, both because of Laon's nightmare stories and their personal encounters during that previous finale uh, to not give the Gorn any ounce of, of extra thought. Uh, Quality of Mercy was the Romulan episode. The Gorn episode was the one before that. Sorry, um, my bad. No, it's okay. I just want. I know I'd get. I would get a text from someone. <laughs> head that up at the a Gornulin. That'd be horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like they've regressed the Gorn so much into this alien pastiche that they. I think they committed to the wrong thing because they wanted to do this alien thing. And so like my thing, when I first saw how they were handling the Gorn with the Gorn kids, it doesn't make any, I'm going to have to, there's a, there's a lot that I need to get through with this Gorn thing. So I apologize. This episode might go a little longer than normal. Um, But like the, they've, they've regressed it so much that I don't understand this species. And then when I first heard, when we first saw them, I'm like, you know what? We're getting some more about the Gorn. It's a species that we only saw in one episode, two episodes um, of uh, of Star Trek before beforehand, and we're going to get, we're going to learn more about them, and we're going to 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 have so much more context here. But three episodes in, and all I'm like, yeah, that was a cool alien homage, but what else you got? Yeah, that's, um, that's the thing. Like, I, I everything you said, Sparks, I love, and I and I I hope. I pray that's what we get. I just don't trust, I don't trust like what they've given me to turn into that whatsoever. Like, I just think it's going to be like either a bad outcome or a worse outcome with the Gorn. And like, either we're going to forget all about him next episode or it's going to be prolonged. And I'm not going to care about that either. Uh, just because what they've given me, it is just an alien thing. And I want to be clear. Like, I like these writers. I like the writers team. This is still the same team that gave me season one of the show, which is, I, which is a great show. It's one of the yeah. best seasons of Star Trek, I think. Um, yeah. So like I do trust them, and I'm sure, and I, that I'm always willing to be like, hey, look, I love Picard season three. If you were, if I was coming out of Picard season two into Picard season three, and I didn't, and, and like, I would be insane to say I'm really excited for Picard season three. So like, I'm yeah. always willing. I'm always there for it. I want to see what you're going to do for me, what you're going to give me, what else is new. But that kind of also comes down to a thing that we're getting into with the Gorn, which is. I don't understand how the species operates. I don't understand how they've broken the warp barrier. I don't understand how they reproduce. I'm like, no, I understand how they reproduce. I don't understand why that's... If you take away people, you are you are depriving a species of natural reproduction, which should be illegal. And yet, however, they are monsters, but they are... But, but for trying to survive. And so like, I, I'm so confused by all these new elements that they've added to the Gorn to create this monstrous, like, oh, they're so dangerous because even their young will burst out of you and kill you. And, but like, I don't understand, yeah. like, is that the, it, eventually the Federation does make peace with the Gorn and you're telling me that they're just like, here, have a couple people, make a couple babies. Yeah, we'll bring what? it to a sheep farm. Um, one thing that I that I considered, um, do you think that somebody is using the Gorn to get to the Federation potentially, like helping them get like potentially like the Gorn didn't have warp drives 
uh, and they're like, hey, well, well, someone was able to talk to a Gorn somehow, the Gorn commander. He's like, hey, I'll give you a Well, they can ship. talk. We just don't know that yet. We just they don't, can talk. There you go. So there you go. So yeah, like, yeah. so maybe, you know, the head Gorn was like, yo, evil man, evil Klingon man, evil whoever. Romulan man. Uh, uh, Kim Kardashian, whoever. Eric Bannon. <laughs> it would have to be pretty early in their timeline. Uh, I guess the Federation could still exist, but they have to be like a long con on this one because this is not a new species that are just coming into space. They've been here for yeah. decades. Um, yeah. I guess it's not without the realm of possibility. It could be kind of interesting to go that route that there is a, that uh, there, or even if it's not that they gave them te technology or if it's just like someone is manipulating them into conflict could be interesting. I'm, Cause they're I'm, animals basically. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just, I'm curious. Why is it a problem that they can fly ships? They fly now. The way also, which also, for, we knew they flew a ship in season one, did we not? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. But, well, because I think they're known as monsters and they, they impregnate you and they burst out of your belly. So right, like, I, understand why, I understand why it would freak out Starfleet, yeah. but, like, but, but I'm asking, like, textually, is it a problem that they can fly? It is not. I, as a, as a non-very Star Trek immersed person, to me, it, seems, it doesn't seem like an issue. Hmm. It is not an issue. It is not an issue that the Gorn are a space-faring species. Okay. And the fact that I have led you to believe that is on, is on me. I'm not making my, my issue with this clear. Um, the Gorn as a species are warp-capable. And that, okay. is, that, that, is, that is canon. That is fine. That is good. That is what, all, all great. Okay. This species of Gorn, as, as we are seeing them, are no different than a xenomorph. And I, a xenomorph can't fly a ship. So how can so so? My issue is how the Gorn are are viewed in Strange New Worlds, because sure. as they are viewed, it doesn't make sense that this sure. version of the Gorn can be a spacefaring species. Okay, I guess, I guess in, I I hear you because of like the alien thing, but like they're not alien, so like. They just look like alien. They're they're just doing they're doing the the same egg bursting thing. At the end of the thing, he's trying to input a code or whatever. So like they're intelligent enough. So I think to fly ships, they're just the show has not communicated that well enough because they're doing the alien thing when they're actually more intelligent than they're than they're even letting anyone to believe. I, I want that's to the issue. Yes, yes, that's well, but, the issue. That's what I'm trying to but, get at. Is that the show is not interested in showing me that this is an intelligent species because they're more interested in doing the alien pastiche. Um. Uh, well, can't they? Isn't that the point? They can't show us that because of Kirk. They can't show so, us they're intelligent because Starfleet has to think they're not intelligent. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Here's my here's my overarching. Here's my here's kind of. I'm I'm kind of wrapping up my my Gorn frustrations here, um, which is that I don't think Strange New Worlds, if this was going to be the way they were going to tackle the Gorn, should have entered should have used the Gorn. Um, I think they should have used a new species, a, a brand new alien species for Star Trek to be in conflict with, uh, for Starfleet to be in conflict with, because you're running up against too much of canon by introducing so much of this of this Gorn thing because. It goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning, which is here Here now you have a plot line that can never be resolved in this show. And I don't like that. I prefer shows to stand on their own. And for this for this show, as I've as this first part is offered me, I am I am just not crazy about the fact that we 
we'll never see how this version of the Gorn is the same as the Gorn that we meet in the original series because we can't. We can never see that. And that's a bummer. That's really sucks because I'd really like to see that evolution. But because the resolution cannot come in this show, it's kind of giving me. Oh, I don't want to say this like, word, but it's kind of giving me blue like, balls. Is it kind of like Star Wars thing where like if something happens in a Clone Wars that just can never get resolved because the movies have already happened? Is it that kind of feeling thing where it's like yeah, you just have a little, little bit. bit, a little bit? I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I guess like I don't. Maybe if you maybe we should watch the episode. I, so actually, I guess I guess I'll say like. This feels too harsh, but I guess I don't care. Um, it, it, because like that's kind of what I'm saying about if this is the overarching thing. No, no, no. But like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that we don't learn that they're intelligent in Strange New Worlds. Oh, sure. Like, I don't think that that doesn't seem important. If if the text of Star Trek says that they don't learn that till Kirk learns it, then right, nobody learns it until Kirk learns it. I haven't seen the episode in a while, but as far as I remember. Okay. Okay. So then, so then you're telling me that let's say we have three episodes of the Gorn. Are we just gonna have tons of alien things because they can't do anymore because they're limited to what they can do? So that doesn't seem like a good thing. I don't want that. Right. Uh, I don't want them to be limited in what they can do with canon. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's a problem to put um our characters and Starfleet as a whole in a position where we, knowing better, if you do or don't, mm -hmm. either way, uh, can criticize their prejudice for oh. not being willing to learn more about the Gorn or engage with them. Like, even every time someone even kind of thinks, I'll do it, yeah, yeah, they yeah. suddenly are motivated by my my partner who I romantically care about is about to burst out a baby, yes. therefore I now see them as monsters, regardless Sorry, of the fact yes. that I was trying to consider their civilization. And I don't think that's a bad story element to do of our characters slash slash starfeet at large uh having to be seen as like yeah well they were kind of they were kind of wrong so they, yes. they kind of got too too in their own shit and seeing them as monsters and it's okay that we don't get the contrary point to that because again that exists in, in yeah. another part of star trek and also i wouldn't put it past the writers for there to be someone who like we won't see later like maybe laon mm -hmm. who does realize but uh, that information doesn't go wide. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, again, everything you're saying is lovely. But if it's, if we're going to get more of this type of episode, I don't want to watch <laughs> it because I did not like this episode. Everything you're saying yeah, yeah. is like, oh, if we're going through the through line of what we're seeing, then the next four episodes, I'm not going to want to watch. <laughs> so I'm like, I again, I don't feel like there's a good trajectory for anything. I personally just hope we wrap this Gorn shit up because I don't care about it. We can't do anything interesting with them because we're limited by canon. And this show has shown me they're not capable of giving us an interesting Gorn story outside of their aliens because they can't do anything else. So, like, throw that's it away. Kind of, that's, I'm kind of with Ryan on this one. I, I get what you're saying, Sparks. I, I, I really appreciate it. I do, too. That, I just that, I don't point of view. I, I really appreciate that point of view like more than you know, because, like, I, I do think that that the fact that, you, you know, you're 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 very, you're very much right in a way. Um and for me, but 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 for me, not and, but but for me is, I I just don't see how this show can have any lasting repercussions in regards to the Gorn because the 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 way that the Gorn the the the, the Gorn story 
again, it goes back to this to this resolution thing. That's really only my big issue because, like, as as I have seen these Gorn, I also don't understand the kid thing is really bugging me now because, like, I how how does peace happen with the Gorn if they if they need human beings to birth babies violently like that? I just don't get how this how that's possible. Um, but it's just kind of the the resolution of of this storyline of this of this plot element isn't possible for this show and i i i don't know i i it just goes back to what i've been saying i i'm probably repeating myself it, i just i just don't want to see them spin their wheels that's, on this that, gorn story i want them to progress it, it but they can't it feels like spinning wheels. It feels like we can't really do much. And it this feels like we're going to take a lot longer time than we need to for this particular story. And it's a thing where I think they got invested into it too early and they couldn't back out of it. So they just had to commit to it. And now like, it, I don't, I just don't think it's working, but again, mm. maybe this, the part two will be great. Maybe the season premiere will be fantastic, Possible. but like, uh, I just, I, I didn't connect with this one. Uh, I, I agree with what Brandon was saying earlier, which is like having an amount of trust in these writers, not full trust, but an amount. Yeah. Um, I don't think the intention is to have a bunch of episodes like this one. Um, it, I meant involving the Gorn and this like they're being aliens and we can't really show how smart they are because because of, of other things. Right, but I I uh, I'm I'm really Star Trek stupid, so I apologize. But like uh, I, it feels like there's room to still do things that can be related to conflict with the Gorn without having to show the Gorn, like fixing a satellite. Uh, like I feel like there's space stuff that happens a lot where we don't really interact with the other people on the ship, but we know they're there. Sure. Uh, but we're going without, specifically. It's like they attack people, right? Without like they're not, but without having a hailing situation. I'm just saying, like I yeah. feel like there's room for them to write like the navigatable way around like tension with the Gorn. Sure. For for this kind of storytelling, without us having to all the time see an, an alien level episode. I uh, I is, feel that I just don't. I personally just don't know if I want that. Right. Because like again, it, like it it doesn't it won't it doesn't feel like it's gonna lead Ooh, to anything. You know what's even worse? Sorry, we, we really should talk more about what's. You thought a worse? You thought thought of a worse outcome? Uh no, uh it's it's like it's like juicy, but in a way where you'll hate somebody. Uh -huh. Um, if Laon is on a mission, right, mm. and gets involved with Gorn shit, and she does learn they can talk, and she doesn't tell because she does want Starfleet to get rid of them. Mm. That's actually good. See, that's actually you assassinate good that character because that's her prejudice, right? See, like drama. you have a character who does find out they're an intelligent species. See, that's bold. They do have more to that, and I'm not going to tell. See, that's actually like good juicy drama, though. That's awesome. That's conflict. I want to trust that there is still something they can do that's interesting with the corn, but yeah. I just as this episode has presented it. I don't see it. Uh, I, that's not to say that it can't happen, though. Yeah. I I fully acknowledge that. Like what I'm what I'm elaborating on and being optimistic about is me reaching for the moon when we've had like that Klingon ambassador episode go like way 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 south of where mm -hmm. I would have wanted it to. I understand that, and the politics of it is not great. I do still kind of like the idea of a Starfleet that's having to navigate. Like we're watching characters have to debate with each other about it. I want the. I don't want everything going forward to be about the Gorn. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, I don't, I don't, I want them to be about as referenced as they are currently, which is like talked about once or twice 
in a season and interacted with once, even if that's just through like a ship nearby. I kind of do, but I just kind of go ahead. Sorry, just just real quick. But uh, I I don't want that. But I do kind of want a nebulous space for them to have to deal with like a species where everyone does think they're monsters and like. Maybe it's not even uh, who you'd expect. It's like Cleons are trying to advocate for them for some reason or something, and no one wants to listen to the Cleons. And so it's like, ah, we're not going to do that. And like, you, you, there, there are ways to like do good stories. I'm not throwing the whole Gorn thing under the bus. I guess is the yeah. point. Like, I think there's still potential for them to navigate this space without uh, overdoing the alien homage, without stepping on the toes of what comes later. I think there's still room for good storytelling in it mm-hmm. this is not the part of the episode that pissed me off in writing uh i want to i want to finish my thoughts but i want to yeah. finish my thoughts uh on on this thing and and just kind of elaborate a little bit more on why i think that perhaps a more a, a better route that the show could have taken was a, a new species altogether or even or or one or the tholians i don't know um but what if what if this what if this gorn is just like Vulcans to humans of the other Gorn we see later. Yeah, it's an offshoot. I mean, this one had a tail and the other one didn't, so it's possible. I'm saying! Watch, I'm that, saying. watch that be in the next episode. I'm saying! So, what if uh, Gorn saves Starfleet from Gorn? You know what? I'm not I'm not opposed to that. Um, but one of, the, one of the things that I think is really interesting about Star Trek is that there is always this kind of overarching villain in Star Trek that they eventually make peace with. Um, the original series is the Klingons, and then they, uh, and then then in the, the next generation is the Romulans and the Borg. Although the Borg they don't make peace with, but the Romulans were kind of the made the major villain initially. Uh, and then Deep Space Nine is the Dominion and the Cardassians, and then Enterprise it's the Zindi. Yeah, um, Courtney and Chloe. Yeah, I know you. I know I, every time. Um, so, but one of the things that like I think modern Star Trek shows falter with is that they rely too heavily on pre-established canon uh to kind of give you moments that will make you excited because the character has returned star trek picard season three as much as i love that season relies very heavily in some cases too heavily on nostalgia star trek strange new worlds i did not feel that way about the first season i did here i did in this season and i feel like if star trek strange new worlds wanted to make a better path for itself, as far as an overarching story about Pike and the crew, then you had this. You could have either created a, a, a new villain, which is my preferred way, or the other way, which is just use the Klingons. At the point in this, at the point in Starfleet's history, at this point in Starfleet's history, they are in a cold war with the Klingons, much like we were with uh, the Soviet Union. That's the whole point of the Klingons, where they were the Soviet Union, and we were America, and so the Starfleet was America, not we. Um, so, like. You could our Vietnam. You, but you could do the Klingons again, and that'd be fine. I would prefer the original alien route, but choosing the Gorn and I, I just think they went down the wrong path. I think they chased the wrong rabbit with the Gorn. That's the xenomorph rabbit, and they hadn't chased it so hard. I think I wouldn't feel this way, but because they did, I feel very much. I'm I'm starting to like I'm starting to hit up against it is what is, I, what, no, is what's really happening. No, I'm kind of, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, like and and I just think of like all the times that Gorn showed up and I'm like it just doesn't feel like I I don't I don't know how how 
consequential do you want me to feel? Does this make me feel? Like, how does the show want me to make me feel about the gore? Like, am I supposed to be really scared? Or, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I know they want me to, f to feel for Marie, because she might she might pop. Uh, uh, that's one way to, to cause drama. Or Lawn. Or Lawn. I, Lawn. Feel like, I feel like Lawn's kind of key with the Gorn stuff, because that's, like, how we meet her. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that being so baked into her... That's true. Her trauma, her history, who she is as a character. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I do think, like, that's the use of having the Gorn, is... is kind of law and having character perspective on them and yeah that's a good point. i now hate i came up with a good idea about her and it'll probably never be done yeah you gotta <laughs> stop coming up with so many good ideas should we talk about something we liked before we talk about something we don't like have a have a have a spit of a sandwich sure <laughs> please someone else needs to go i really like sam kirk oh uh, yeah yeah in yeah. general i like sam kirk in this I season i think he's really fun in this episode <laughs> I gotta tell you, the second he walked in, Ryan was like, oh no. And I was like, no, he can't die yet. And he's like, oh, right. Black <laughs> Shatner and the mustache. It's like, but I was like, but but if he hadn't, if we didn't know that, if we didn't know you're right. I like that Sam is motivated by the the last Gorn episode where we lost Hammer. And he and he's like, I yeah, that sucked. I was not in control and I want to I want to be redeemed here. I um I, I do. I like that scene in the ready room, just in general, where they're just like, "Okay, look, we can't cross this line, but I'm going to do it anyway." Right. Uh, I I like I like that whole kind of. I like I, I do like the setup of this episode. The set we haven't really talked about it, but like the Cayuga has been has been attacked, which by the way should be an act of war. Starfleet's pussies. Starfleet's a bunch of pussies. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we see a giant ship. I'm like, wait, who destroyed that ship? Was it the Gorn? May I, may I yes. posit that, like, I, I know what you're saying. I And I kind of wish the show would get more into it. But my yeah. my impression, because of when we, when we found out about the Gorn conflict in the first episode of the season, was because, like, they were afraid Spock was about to reignite war with the Klingons. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're very much afraid of getting in a conflict with the Gorn and officially doing it because they think the Klingons will come and join the Gorn and take them out. That's you're you're absolutely correct. Um, that is absolutely Starfleet. I make the joke. It's not really yeah. a joke. It's kind of a joke. It's like 50 percent a joke. Um, Starfleet is so afraid of getting into a conflict with any species at this point, especially because they're just coming out of a very costly war with the Klingons. So right. going into a, going into another conflict with a species that far is far more advanced than the Klingons are like a Goran ship could destroy a, a Federation ship like it was tissue paper. Um right. So it's very, it's it's very they don't want to do it. So if they can avoid it, they will. However, uh, the destroying the Cayuga is definitely an act of war. Uh, right. And the fact that, that April isn't like, hey, maybe we try to figure this, something else out is weird to me. Right. No, I agree. Like, I and I think I, I do wish that it had shown more of like the discussion in the room. Frankly, mm -hmm. if just April had told Pike, like, you know, we can't, we can't, like, we can't. The clean, we yeah. know the Klingons are waiting for us to do something just like I'm this. sorry, Chris. We can't because do the second. We enter a conflict with the Gorn. Yeah. Not only will the Gorn be tearing us apart, but the Klingons will join them, and we're done. Make it more dramatic. We're done. Um, and I and I do wish that like the show wanted to lean on that idea heavier. I just do think that's kind of the context of why we're not seeing Starfleet be like that's an act of war. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely correct. I I I I am exactly where you're at. Where I would have liked to have seen that a, a version of the conversation where April was a bit more explicit about like, look, we just can't get into a war right now. 
It's uh, just not. We just can't do it. Cowards. Yeah. Uh, we're being positive right now, so I'm gonna. Uh, I really like the whole opening, pretty much up to the ready room. Mm. Yeah. The whole opening, all the way up to landing on the planet. Yeah. I'll okay. say. I think. I think all the the effects are great. The tension is great when that sh when the shuttle comes down first and they've lost communication and then the ship looms out of the sky. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it, baby. This is tense. Here we go. It's it's bad times. Um, and I and I'm invested and I love it and I like all the characters like caring about it because like both um Patel and Chapel are on the line and and being invested in that and everything. So really really strong opening to the episode. I think just yeah, overall performances, writing, yeah. character uh, effects, all that. One the thing that favorites. pissed me off in this episode. <laughs> I want to say one more thing real quickly. <laughs> one more thing real quickly. Um, I really like when when they see the Cayuga destroyed and 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 Pike says, "No assumptions. Let's figure this out." Uh, yeah. And they're trying to figure. They're trying to kind of like piece together. Like, okay, how can we find this person? Is there a, is there a chance anyone's still alive? Let's let's be Starfleet real quickly. Let's not get emotional right now. Let's, I really like. Let's that think. Uh, let's think in the old ways. How would they? How, what would they do without any tech? Mm, smoke signal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so, a little. That was a little. Uh, all right. Uh, so the thing you hate. I, I I I now remember what it is. Okay, look, yeah. the number one thing, like I didn't give, I don't give, like I, it's a lovely discussion, guys. I love having it with you. I get, I get where you guys are coming from, especially with Star Trek history. I don't, I don't give two shits about if we learn that the Gorn are are intellectually advanced in this episode or not. Mm -hmm. None of that matters anywhere near as much as what the frick does Spock have to apologize to Chapel for? What is that <laughs> garbage? What? After this season of bullshit between them, especially in this back half, Spock is the person who has to say he's sorry. Get out of here. What are we doing with this story? I didn't think about that because there's another thing that really pissed me off. Uh, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, that is that is oh, really the, funny. I, I genuinely went into this episode thinking like, they can't possibly make me any more disappointed or upset with how they've handled the Spock and Chapel relationship than I've already been. It can't be done. These writers are really impressive guys because they found the way. <laughs> Life finds Good a way. Did they like putting them on this path where not only like Spock had to say he was sorry, which he had nothing to apologize for Chapel acting like he totally did. What? What, yeah, what, a, what episode what did Spock do? What two episodes of the season did we miss about Spock and Chapel that it was like their relationship when it was good, and also whatever Spock apparently did that Chapel expects him to apologize for? I'm trying, and then worse than that, are they getting back together? No. What did he do? What? Did, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Because like, because like they broke up because Chapel sang a song to him about wanting to break up. She told everybody else on the ship, except for, we did not get into this last episode because I was, I was like liking everything else we were doing. She told literally everybody else, but her boyfriend who she had not broken up with at that point. I guess that's what they were. Her nose. They didn't act like it for three episodes. Um, she told everyone, but him that she got the internship. And oh, so he finds out that way, and she acts like, "Yeah, bitch, what? I'm out. Um, yeah, I'm beyond you. Star Trek beyond. What does so, Spock have to apologize for? You're so correct. I mean, it kind of, I guess, it can kind of be framed as like 
Spock is just feeling guilty. But like Spock was a gem. Spock was the best boyfriend. He when when Chapel was clearly going through PTSD, Spock, who had no no idea how to handle it, decided to do it in the way in the in the way that he could figure he could, which is change the change the topic of discussion, which happened. Mm-hmm. That's and the she only bit that, for by the way. That's the only and she corrupts. Man, guys, they did it. They made me hate Christine Chapel. Well, they needed to prime you. <laughs> it's, for what, the, it's what needed to happen. They, they got her there. You for they the, got her there, despite Jess Bush being an incredible performer. They got me yeah, there. Did I? I hate. I hate it so much because Jess Bush is so good in the role, yeah. and it's just like I literally at one point in this episode was like, I don't know, just like rocking her into the planet. <laughs> Say she had a twin. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, this is yeah. This is this is my twin, Chris, Christina. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'll be. I'll stay on the one of the positive things. Uh, since we talk about Spock, he does a cool space space ride, cool space trip. I love going between places, being in a. In a I like all the suit in the top. I love the a good, actually. Yeah, I, I love a good, good. Uh, a space ride. I, yeah. I was I was confused why Spock kept saying he was the only one who could do it because he's not. He's saying it to Una, who could also do it. <laughs> I don't know. He just he need he's the important guy of the hour. He's got to do it. Una can't do it because Una has to functionally be captain of the ship. Oh. Absolutely correct. Yeah. But he made a point like there is no human on board the ship that can do it. There was like a very tight zoom in before commercial break. I has to be me. And I'm like, damn, like, Spock. Like I get it. I, You're right. I get it. it, 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 it I remember really laughing. dramatic. I remember laughing at it. It must be me. Yeah, yeah. Because like I remember thinking about this like. Did the writers forget that Una has super strength? Because like she could do it. I realize that she shouldn't. She's she should be captain of the ship right now. Oh, but like she has super strength. Oh right, that's true. She's yeah. a cyborg lady. She's what? an Illyrian. <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't know why they keep putting in Benga in fights and not Una. Dude, she could one punch man everybody. Yeah, because the actor I, actually knows how to fight. Yeah, but you don't need to do that when you can just go pong. Not as fun. I this is a season problem. I have yeah. two season prop. I have a few season problems in this because of this episode now that it's over, and I can look at. I can look back on the season. I don't like how frequently Mbenga has been relegated to. I'm a fighter and not a doctor. There hasn't been a lot of Mbenga doctor, and there's been a lot of Mbenga fighter. And I wish that there it was only, before there were only like what two episodes of him being fighter. Still three. three. There's the I know Rigel the obvious seven. one. It's the first episode and the one with the ambassador. What's the third? Rigel Seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Which one is that? That's the one where they go down to the planet. And they forgot and the, the, they were losing all their memory. With Zachariah, King oh, Zachariah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How can you forget King Zachariah? Uh, with, <laughs> with a lot of work, yeah, um, and therapy. <laughs> um. Maybe on the planet longer. Uh, I'll tell you something that kind of, I know it's word you when the episode opened and it was Patel's uh, captain's log. And I was like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're killing this girl. <laughs> the second it was her log, I was like, oh, oh no. I don't love that they put the eggs in her. Uh, because it's it's a it's a lose lose because either nothing happens because like you can't kill her or you do kill her in a really bad that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. It does put Pike like the, again regardless of the fact that we don't like that they're putting off the part two for a long time, Mm -hmm. it does put Pike in an emotionally confronted position where he was trying to 
navigate from at bare minimum i won't look at these as monsters and i will back us out of the situation mm -hmm. to i am emotionally compromised motivated to attack the gorn if that's the way he goes mm -hmm. in the next episode it, it does serve the purpose of putting him in an emotionally compromised position where he's not going to listen to his better logic. Okay. So I'm not going to say it's a totally useless thing, even if she lives. Okay. okay. I'm not willing to go that far at this moment. Yeah. Let's see what happens right. in part two. I'll go. Okay. I appreciate that there is a line where uh, Pike says, Hammer, he didn't give us a choice. Uh, when, it when it was like, hey, well, we can save, we're going to save you. And she's like, you can't save me. Remember what happened to Hammer? Hammer didn't give us a choice. I appreciate there's that line. However, if Patel lives, I will forever think, gee, kind of sucks you lost Hammer to the same thing. <laughs> well, he didn't give them a choice. <laughs> I appreciate that the line is there. I get yeah. it. But I will always have it in the back of my head going like, okay, but you lost Hammer to the same thing. Listen, it, this is going to be the Star Trek version of Qui-Gon getting stabbed in the stomach. I love you, Patel. I liked Hammer more. Mm. He is a cool blue alien guy. I love I love the actor for Patel more. Yeah, you her, love in some a personal way. So like, you love some I love Winona some, I love some Winona Earp, so I don't want her off the show yet. <laughs> I like, don't either. And I, like, and I like what she means for Pike. No, I do too. And that's why I think like again, like it's it's like for the emotional reasons you are right, but it's like it sucks that it's like whatever happens, it's like uh, I don't know. It feels weird. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you made a good point. It's a it's a little convoluted. You made a good point though. Yeah. Um. Uh, on, the, on the note of the Spock and Chapel stuff, which is just abhorrent. Um. And I'm so disappointed with the entire back half of the season of how they. So mad this. that you pointed that out to me. Did, did you really not clock that I at all? I just didn't think about right. it. Three times you watched this episode, you didn't catch. There's that something that's bullshit. There's Twice something else in this episode. Earlier, earlier on in the episode, he refers to like. I regret that I didn't get to apologize to her. And I was like, what the <laughs> F are you talking about? And then he's with her and he does it. And I'm like, am I, am I crazy? What happened? <laughs> it's so upsetting. It's so bad. And I, and I like both the actors and the characters so much yeah. that I'm really disappointed that they've, it was one thing to like spin their relationship into this kind of bullshit thing. That's like, yeah, oh, we need to scrap it um, in the episodes previous to this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can live with it. I didn't like the way that went out, but at least it's over. We're done with it. And now this like making Spock feel bad for bullshit and, and something he shouldn't feel bad about. And now potentially rekindling things with chapel for another season. Get out of town, man. I, I just, you, you clearly don't care. Like don't do it anymore. Give her some other story. Give him some other story. I'm over it, man. I'm done. Like, you really, you really should have bed with that one. They make Tapring look pretty good. Tapring yeah, always looks good to the credit of the actor. And, like, honestly, Chapel was a lot more fun when she was just pining for Spock, not being a total bitch. Um, <laughs> now, that being said, visually, I do think the scene where they're both fighting with the adult Gordon is really cool. I do too. I really, really like it. Oh, all yeah. of the practical Gorn effects look top-notch, sick as hell. Close up on the face and his eyes and his, ah, loving it. Whether yes. it's whether it's that part or the younglings, like when they when they're practical, holy shit, they look cool. It's uh, done by Legacy Effects, who came from the Stan Winston company. Um, Stan Winston did uh, Jurassic Park, right? Stan Winston. I'm. I don't know that off. Yes. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, so it's Legacy FX. They're they they're kind of like the the child of the Stan Winston FX company. Um, and they they've done a lot of Star Trek work, but I think the Adult Goran is one of some of their best work. Like it truly looks awesome. It looks it looks real good. Like uh, to be honest with you, it, for me personally, it's me kind of like I don't know. I'd I'd watch some more Goran. They look pretty sick. Real quick, I'm just looking up. Uh, does anyone know why Spock was sorry <laughs> for the what? chapel? And I did find uh, some articles saying um, none of that. But maybe in Strange New World season three, that um, Chapel's uh, 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 fiance, Doctor Roger Corby, yeah, could be there. Could be a fun love triangle if they do get back together with Spock. Yeah, and I'm like, here. just don't get them back don't together. I'm like, because that sounds like something that could happen. I don't want that. I want you to know. Tell me why Spock was sorry. He has no reason. I need to know. You watch the show. You know. No, they reason. said they had a reason. They're full of shit. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm assuming that your least favorite part of the episode is an introduction of one Mr. Scott. Ding, ding, ding. Mm. Now, real quick, uh, do you like his performance, at least? The actor's great. Yeah, okay, because I think his performance is great, but it's like, it didn't... It didn't bother me as much, but I definitely feel like, man, they're really just like they're like they're getting that Enterprise crew together fast. They're doing yeah. it, baby. They're really doing it. I think the actor is great. Um, I, I thought I, thought, I cannot say enough about how good his performance is. I he, it's so good that the moment he walked walked around the walked around the the corner when we first meet him, I knew immediately that was Scotty. Yeah, like there, I did too. There wasn't like there wasn't like a, a doubt in my head. I was like, oh shit, Scotty's here. Um, yeah. and the fact that the actor is actually Scottish—that's a—that's pretty cool. It's the first time the the actor who plays Scotty has actually been Scottish. Yeah, you can you can tell. <laughs> Damn, that dude's that dude's Scottish. Man. Um, yeah. uh, even Simon Pegg was British, so he is like, he's good. He's good. He's good Scottish accent. Anyway, my my issue it with it and watching the behind the scenes for this episode was it was interesting because they were talking about we had an engineer sized hole in this story that we needed to fill and i'm like pelia 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 yep. who has had nothing to do in this season who you cast carol kane who's delivering a performance i really like you need an engineer for what by the way for what in this episode clearly it's for the next one no brandon remember when she was just like on a data pad doing something until they needed her on set. No, I mean, like, what do you need the engineer for this for this episode for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 Gorn transponder thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're not using that this episode. You're using it in the next one. Well, but they had the, to make the plan. They had to make the plan for it. Otherwise, they're not making a plan. They're not doing anything. So, um, <laughs> like, I I just look at it like you have. There's a car chase going on outside. That's insane. Um, so you have all these great new characters for yeah. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And what do we learn about Pelia? She's got a weird accent and she's lived a long time. What do we learn about Ortega? She flies the ship. I know that. I've known uh, that for learned, two seasons already. We learned that Pelia is Scotty's teacher. Cool. She's everyone's teacher, apparently. She taught the whole ship. There you go. Um, hey, I really, I really liked uh, the her still giving Una shit. Yeah. At the, the one good. part where uh, she's like, "God, if you'd answered like that just once in my class, you would have gotten an A." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you give her your shit. Hell yeah, Carol Kane. And like that, that, but because that, that's that's from another episode. Like, and so like, I, 
I just don't see the point in bringing in Scotty and bringing in another character of the original series. And I'll be honest, I don't know how I'd feel if Kirk wasn't so prevalent in this season. If we hadn't seen Kirk three times in this season and we and 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 then we got Scotty, I might feel differently, honestly. But All because we is Bones now, right? Sulu Chekhov. Bones, Sulu, oh, Chekhov. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, there's way more people in it. Sulu and Chekhov are probably in the academy at this point. Um, yeah. so it's I don't know if they could wiggle their way onto the ship at this point. We'll see. Um yeah. but like the fact that we're 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 still kind of setting up and here's the thing. If they wanted to do like, you know how Doctor Who does the big finished audio adventures that I listen to? Like, if you wanted to do like Star Trek audio adventures with like this new version of the of the Enterprise crew of Kirk's Enterprise with Paul Wesley and this guy who plays Scotty and Ethan Peck and a Sailor Rose Gooding, you want to do that audio adventure? I'll listen to it. I'll be the first one to buy it. I don't want to see it on the show. I don't want to see this show continue to introduce original series characters to take away from the characters that I do like, the new ones that are on this show. Yeah. Does it does it bother you in the potential that Scotty would stay on the ship? Or you're just bothered even if this was a one-off? Yeah, I'm bothered both by both ways because the the potential that he's still on the ship in the next season does bug me. Um, it, it is, it is in, in my head. Like, oh, there's a possibility that he's just on the Enterprise as one of the engineers on the Enterprise. Um, I don't know how likely that is, but it's both. It's the potential of him actually being on the ship full time and him being in this episode bug me. I don't. I think he takes away. I think the moment an original series character shows up on the show, that's not one of our main cast, Uhura or Spock. The moment one of them shows up on the show, they take away from the new characters. And I don't like that because I would rather us focus more on the new characters. You you need an engineer? You've got one. You've got Pelia. Use her. You didn't end this season. And that's really frustrating. Yeah. I do. I do agree with that. I do think having Carol Kane there and they're not doing anything with her is, is really silly. Uh, yeah. How many years are we from Kirk being from the crew from from that crew being on the crew? Probably, if this is still 2261, probably still five years. Okay, so that does seem... If, they, if they're trying to get everyone together, five years away still seems pretty early to be doing this. Yeah, Because I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem. This is a prequel show. I don't have a problem with slowly getting together. But like, if we're still really far away out, and this is, you know, a year-to-year, the five-year mission type of show, then like, they're going to like... Then we're going to be doing cameos every season like crazy then, right? If I'm being honest, yeah. Uh I don't I don't want Scotty in the whole season next season. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah. Although the idea of him and Carol Kane hanging out, hanging out is kind of cool. Yeah. Um they have good energy together. But I'd rather just have Carol Kane as yes. as the focused engineer character. Yeah. And that's where that's um, where I do and agree. I, yeah, and I agree know. completely on that point. As far as like Scotty making an appearance, if this is a one-off appearance then Scotty's going back and doing his own Starfleet thing after this, I kind of personally view it as a, it feels like, you know, Lando and Rebels. Yeah. Mm. Uh, kind of deal where I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, that's me. Uh, but I've also, I've also had very little problem with Paul Wesley. So. I see that. I see exactly what you're saying. And I don't disagree with that. And if it's the already, this show has, what was it? Uh, Spock, Mbenga, Chapel, Uhura, 
four of its main cast members have plot armor. You just yeah. can't do any. Oh, Sam. But he's not main. He's not the main character. Um, yeah. So four of the but main. We did know he wasn't dying this but, time. But we, but we do know he, nothing can happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got like four and a half. Let's count Sam as a half person. Um, uh, four, four and a half characters. Going back to, going back to the old three fifths compromise. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so you got four and a half characters that have plot armor, and you've got uh, Una, uh, Pike, Ortega's, Talia. So four who don't. Um, well, Pike, no, Pike, you have well, plot, Pike has plot armor. Pike, you can't yeah, die. we know what happens to him later. Yeah. Patel could die. Um, yeah. What? Patel could die. Patel can die. Oh, she's the half. She'll be the half. Um, sure, now she's not a main character. Now we got a hole. Now we got a hole. We get a hole. Um, so this is they're fi- listen, they're fictional. They don't count. So, but like, this is the problem. This has always been the problem with Strange New Worlds. And admittedly, I've really enjoyed that they've been able to find new things to do with Uhura and with Spock and in the first season with Chapel and Mbenga. Um, this season, not so much for the for specifically the two of those characters. Um, and I, I, I just want you to focus less on on getting me to the original series and focus yeah. more on what makes pike's ship so unique the, i don't like that uhura this is also a sm- small thing i don't like that uhura is a command crew she's an ensign she shouldn't be the command uh she, the command uh communications officer um she just got on the ship like less than a year ago um she's and so like good. still uh and so like i don't I, I I don't love the idea that like oh well we got to get to the original series that like prequel idea of like oh now we got to start setting up the original series no you don't because there's a different captain here Kirk if Kirk was in command of the Enterprise at this point then I'd be like okay we got us we got to get our crew together we got to we got to do our prequel thing but you're not yeah. this is for all intents and purposes a different ship than the one that yeah, Kirk and, commands and the thing that that slightly worries me for the future because you said the person who wrote this episode is the showrunner, correct? One of them. One of them. So, but one, one of the people who was in charge of the entire thing, not just someone they brought on to write run episodes, right? Yeah. That first ep- that first season, uh, universally loved. We all love it. I don't, this, I don't think it's a bad episode. Uh, that's very much while including, you know, homages to the original series. It's doing its own thing, right? Yeah. Season two is very much doing a lot of setup and, you know, we have to lead up to there, introduce the characters that we know, that kind of stuff. And if the showrunner is writing this episode, which has Scotty and all this stuff, that makes me worry that the trajectory for the future is a, is leaning more into that kind of stuff. And I'm mm. I'm kind of with you. I don't want that. I just want a fun Strange New World show where Pike gets to have fun mm. adventures, and I don't have to worry about like canon rushing up against it every every episode. Because I love I that first season. That's what that's what I I'm glad to do this season with you guys. You know, I don't want to see more of the original series cast show up. I man, if we see Bones next season, which I'm pretty sure we will at this point because we met Scotty, yeah, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> Yeah. And like Kirk, like certain people make sense. Like, I don't know where Bones is at right now, but if that dude's like a traveling doctor, like, oh, he's on the he's on he's on the planet one day that's that like they show up like one off, like like was I'm with Sparks. One offs I don't have a big deal with. Federation people who work together will r- run into each other. You coworkers will run into each other. I even still if- I still stand by that if the, the Kirk thing had been you know those two those two episodes oh, where it was yeah. actually him if that had all been part of the same story i don't think it would have felt as abrasive yeah the good point yeah like i'm fine with you know rubbing up against the world but i don't need it i don't need it overlapping uh which again i think the first season did really well i think maybe i i don't know because this is not the world we live in but i think perhaps if we got 
Kirk twice, the alternate Kirk and the real Kirk, just that. Yeah. Then perhaps I'd feel differently about seeing Scotty. Mm -hmm. But as it is, I just think that in this season, too much of the original series took away from the Strange New World, from Strange New Worlds. They're leaning into it much, yeah. And I don't like that because I much prefer the show to build its own its own thing. Now, in fairness, my favorite plot line from the last season didn't get re- didn't get resolved in this season, and that's a, that makes me a little bitter. We never see Captain Angel again. I miss Captain Angel. Bring back Captain Angel. Um, I'll follow that pirate captain to hell. Um, and and like that captain is tied to Cybok, which is Spock's half brother from Star Trek Four: The uh, The End of uh, Final Frontier. So like. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, but I'm also like, I want to see that. And that kind of goes back to like, we're, but that kind of goes to like, you're able with this show now to give me context to help me understand that, that, that future story a little bit better. Like I felt like with the Gorn in the first season, that not, not so much here, but in the first season why I got excited about the Gorn, why I got excited about the potential of seeing Cyborg. There is, I'm surprised and grateful that you found new avenues for Uhura and, uh, and, and Spock, especially. Um, but we still had 40 years with the original series cast. There's not a lot there that you can do that's new. And I sure. frankly would rather you just focus on something that didn't get a lot to do, like Cybok, um, for just an example, just in general, um, or the cast that's here. Because as it stands, or or, uh, first season, yes. Uh, second season, we'll see. Um, or, or but as it stands, you've got two characters here that I was really excited to learn more about, and I didn't. And I'm and yeah. that that's that's a hard pill for me to swallow that I didn't get uh, that I didn't learn more about Ortegas and I didn't learn more about Pelia because I really like those two characters yeah. and I wanted to learn more about them. Yeah, Ortegas definitely feels a little shortchanged this season. Definitely yeah. one like again, like we talked about the like multiple episodes where I'm like, man, this could have been your episode if they wanted to focus on it because like we know like the character strong enough, the actor strong enough. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I'll show up for background stuff and I'll have some good lines, but like, I won't really like feel like super important for a lot of the episodes. And I'm like, that's such a bummer. They, there was this feel like kind of like, like set dressing, like really good mm-hmm. set dressing. Like you'll say a great line, but like, yeah, man, you, you fly the ship. We know, man. Yeah. Give her more. Maybe if we got Pilot chair to realm. Oh my God. Um, Cut it out. <laughs> Maybe if we did get more, I also feel differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, as it stands, I just feel like the show, the showrunners, the showrunners have an have a problem where when they bring an original series cast member as a guest star, it just sucks the air out of the original out of the new cast, and that is something I don't want to see continue. I agree completely about needing more time with more character stuff with Pelia and Ortegas and like who this crew is 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, at the same time, am completely nonplussed or bothered by the presence of Kirk or Scotty, to be right. honest. Um, they don't really affect me one way or another, because to be honest with you, I don't really know Scotty anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, don't, it don't mean, it don't mean shit to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, yeah. Oh, okay. And that's where, that's where this show that's where doing this show is is um difficult is not the right word unique i'll say unique um because like we are coming from two different perspectives where i have this 40 year knowledge of i'm 40 but like i have the i have like 
decades of knowledge of Star Trek just shoved in my head. And all you have realistically is really strange new worlds, which is a great show. And I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And, and I'm not and the saying, Kelvin timeline films and the Kelvin. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Kelvin timeline films, um, uh, really it's a great cast. It's a great cast. Great cast. Um, I would like to, uh, and so like it, it comes to a point where it, it gets a little difficult, I guess, when I pontificate about these things that, um, like, like I am here with Scotty and, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, it's, it falls on deaf ears, I guess. Uh, oh, no, no, in no. regards to. I, I don't want you to think it's deaf ears. I, I hear it. I get yeah. it. I just don't, I don't, I don't feel the same. Yeah. Right. But I, I, I understand it. I'm, I have a feeling I would probably be in a much more like bothered by it place if I was more familiar. I'm just not. Sure. And like, so for me, it's like unfolding the tapestry over time. And, and, and again, like, I really do want to highlight that, like, I'm isolating like Scotty showing up again in a one-off don't want him around all season next season, mm -hmm. but in a one-off that doesn't bother me, but I do agree. What bothers me is Pelly and Ortegas and, and other people who are the, our main part of the cast getting pushed to the side yeah. for an appearance like that, that, that does bother me. And, and like, I, I'm not necessarily a part of it is that I'm not necessarily holding that all on Scotty being in this episode because they didn't treat Pelia or Tegas well the entire season. It's not a this episode problem. It's a it's a season problem. Yes. They didn't even when they had the real estate, they weren't using it. Um, so that's that's more my issue than than when these characters show up, because I don't feel like when Kirk comes in, he's really taking a lot of things away from the crew. I feel like a lot of people are added to, especially like, you know, we really talked up the law on arc with Kirk was actually very strong this season. I think there's some things in execution that could have been better, but I don't you love like, Sam and Kirk together, but I don't I do. think that, uh, I don't think that them coming into the show is the problem. I think the problem is the refusal to do a lot with our original characters that are on this crew right. when they're not there. Right. That said, I agree. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't need to repeat anything I've, I've said. Um, I also don't think Scotty plays any role in this episode, any meaningful one, honestly. That, uh, that well, well, like the Doran teleporting thing. No, he was going to. He was working on it, but the Cayuga uh, mm. crashes into the tower before his thing would matter anyway. No, Brandon, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I just uh, like. His plotline is clearly set up for the next episode. In the next episode, they're going to figure out the doodad and they're going to escape and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, yeah. Here's, like, you don't need that here. Well, here's what where I'll really get down on, on the Scotty appearance get thing. Down. What it shows is that they had absolutely no idea what story they wanted to tell with the people being on the planet where the Gordon were. Yeah. It all became just like, yeah. Scotty's here. Yeah, Scotty's going to save him. That's the story now. Scotty's Scotty's got an idea. We can use his thing. We're gonna we're gonna try and uh, escape. It's all Star Trek. And they're like, hey, let's do that. Yeah, uh, you're 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 oh. you're correct about that. Hey, there's a weird implication regarding the Gorn. I totally spaced on in this episode that they only do all this hunting and and birthing through people crap 
when there are solar solar flares. Oh, I forgot all about that. So like, so they're literally animals being like being targeted like through nature, and it's causing them to like unnaturally migrate and do bad things because of nature because of solar flares. So are they animals or are they intelligent? Like you yes, can't have it both ways, guys. <laughs> they're intelligent until they see the solar flare ray, and then they go back. Animalistic. They're 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 vampire. They're energy vampires. They're you can't have it both vampires. ways. You you oh, gotta no, pick, you gotta pick a lane. Yeah, they said something about like the solar flares, and I'm like, no, oh, they're vampires. Well, you don't well you don't like a little a, a good old fashioned little drug like Zootopia that that makes people go go primal, go rabid. Mm, that's that's not sun. what this is. It's hot sun. <laughs> and if it is what it is, sure, fine. I like the Zootopia. Sun, the sun has particularly flared today. It's time not to breathe. I, 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 I really don't want to go back to the Gorm, but like, if it was like, it popped in my head. If it was like, yo, somebody's trying to like turn the Gorn on the universe to cause war, and like they're helping the Gorn, and these Gorn, because of the solar flare, like e evolved, they have tails, and they're way more vicious. And this is a subsection. That's why they're not like the same Gorn from the TV show. Because that's the all Romulans great. did it. Because the Romulans did all oh, that would be great. I don't think any of that's happened. I don't think any of that's happened. I just, I don't think that they brought up the solar flare thing for nothing. Absolutely. Um, and the reason I thought of it was because of the sky thing, because he was talking about how that was related to like why he escaped. The so this is something that doesn't naturally happen. So like, oh, so, and the Gordon like, oh, sorry, we got angry because of the sun. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't, I want that conversation. I want a Gorn like leader in glasses to be like, sorry about anyway, that solar flare. Uh, I I did think of that, so I I tangented into it, and like, who knows what they'll do with that. Um, but your your point does show like the fallacy of of they had no idea what story to do here because it became about Scotty making an appearance, and that was right, the story yes. of what's going on on the planet. It stopped being about like, hey, are we going to talk about like. Should we fight the Gorn? Should we not fight the Gorn? Are they people? Did we kill a child or did we kill a beast? Um, no, we're not going to talk about don't it. Even because no. Scotty's here. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I remember Scotty. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree completely with that aspect. Like, it's a problem in the writers' room because of how they think about using them. Yes, and I don't think it's necessarily a problem with like seeing them because they exist and yeah. like, yeah, like I, I totally love like. Again, very, very much coming from Kelvin timeline stuff. But like, I, I'm fine with like Scotty having been on an offshoot doing a thing, mm -hmm. and like they happen to bump into him, and it's like, oh, okay, and then he's gonna go away, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Um, but the problem is the structure of other things around it. See, the problem is Brandon. If 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 episode one, season three ends with like, you know, Mister Mister Spock, you know, Mister Scotty, you really saved their butts there, and Pelly is like, you know, I could really use you on this ship. And he's like, man, guy, I'm coming on the ship. Then, then we have issues. That was pretty good, Carol King. <laughs> I, I felt really good doing it, too, which is weird. I found a new thing, guys. Uh, so my new thing is being Carol King. Yeah, in Star Trek. Uh, but so I will 100% be on there, Brandon. So like, if he becomes a recurring character, but otherwise, if this is a one-off thing, I, I'm, I'm not too bummed out about it. Um, but again, like that is the future I am scared of because this was the showrunner who wrote this. But 100% talking about the season because we can, like, looking back on it. Like a uh, a thousand and ten percent, Pelion or Ortegas were sidelined far too much, and I do wonder how much of that is still like 
benefit of the doubt, not knowing where the fandom is really for these characters still because of when they like they made the season. That's right. They made a really quick of season one like releasing. So they because really Una, Una got a great episode this season. So hopefully like maybe season three were like, all right, here's the characters who people really like that haven't been given episodes. Like hopefully that that can work out. Yeah. I hope so. And I yeah. because you're right, the, the season was filming as the uh as the first season was airing. Uh, uh, you have to you have to imagine that like and now with the strike forced on them, um not forced on them, but well AMPTP being stupid, so the strikes were forced on them. Um that when when they do decide to get back to it, like they've had time to think about they've it. They've had time to think about it and like question like I don't know, was this all the direction we were wanting to go in or what like I just I just want cool I just want cool, strange new world stories. And I feel like there were some in the season, but not as many as in the first season. And I just want more good. I don't want, I don't want absurdly stupid cha Chapel and Spock stories. I don't mind a little bit of Chapel and Spock stories like they were in season yeah. one, but I need them to not be absurdly stupid. Um, Putting rockets on a saucer and then rocketing it to a space to, to the planet is pretty cool. So it looks so that it looks, looks like you're You know what and I the want special effects I'm gonna, look I'm gonna, insane like I'm gonna good. put it on my it wish list. Really I want I want a Gorn captain who's like the captain of the bad guys whose name I can't remember in Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah. I want that guy. Oh I oh. love that guy. God Galaxy Quest is so good. Um yeah yours like it's got like the big eye patch right oh dude so good it's just again you're running up into the problem that there's too many TOS characters or in the main cast for the Gorn to be seen as anything but monsters. Yeah, yeah. Again, well, like pick a lane, like, pick a lane. Just pick one. Just pick a lane and go down lane. it. Don't do both. One one subspace uh, highway lane. Uh, you know what? Like, I there are a lot of really great episodes this season. Like this definitely is a significantly weaker season, but like there's still a lot of really great stuff. Like I, it's always a bummer when a finale is like one of your worst episodes because it kind of hangs over the entire season. But there's some really great stuff. Like I really enjoyed our, our fun crossover episodes and you know yeah. the Una episode's great. I really like that episode with the gas, the, the the conscious gas. Like there's some really, really good stuff in the season. The Una episode as we said, even yeah. the first episode where Spock has to be captain because Pike's away That's, and yeah. they're nervous about starting war with the Klingons. That was a strong first episode. That's true. Um to kick off the season. Really like that one. Yeah. I um, uh, even in this episode you know, because we've been pretty negative, I do want to just highlight one moment. Uh, I like Amanga and Ortega's talking about Chapel uh, when when Ortega's, yeah. when Ortega's does the impression of Chapel and she says she does a better me. It's a really yeah. good moment. It's a really good. No, moment. I thought so too. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, Ortega's friend, she feels like the best friend to everybody mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. in the main part of the crew, and I and I do hope they continue to highlight that more because I really really like her. Mm -hmm. um, I love her finally getting to pilot the shuttle for the landing crew. Uh, I, I thought that was sick. She always Pike, wanted to be on boarding crew. Pike yeah. does not like plummeting. No. Okay. Um, uh, I only have a moment where Pike, real quick. There's even a moment where Pike, when they beam, when they beam up, and and Pike, uh, when he sees Chapel, and he, and he like immediately goes in for a hug. Yeah, that's a sweet moment. That was great. And he's like, I'm, I, you know, like she says, you put me down, and he's like, I'm not giving up on her. And she's like, I don't have any intention of doing that. It's like, yeah, yeah Chapel's written great when she's not talking to Spock in this season, I guess. True. <laughs> anyway, um, or not not talking to Spock. Singing, what a singing to Spock. Um, <laughs> my one note that we didn't already cover is just, uh, I, I would just really like this line from Spock, which is, a zombie? No. A movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. You ever see a zombie movie? Yeah. That's a good, you're right. That it was good. One. I, just really, I just really liked it. Yeah. So, I... 
also want to highlight that I think the the bait and switch of the Gorn transporters is a good one. Um, when when everyone's beamed up to the Enterprise and you see the transporter of the colonists, but it looks it looks different. It looks weird, and it's revealed that they were actually beamed up to the Gorn ship. That's a pretty good moment, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's green, uh, green. Because like, again. It puts Pike in an interesting pers- an interesting position because he not only is he emotionally compromised, he's not a, a war- as we've mentioned before in this in the season, he's not a wartime captain. He's not uh, a captain who's been hardened by war. So when he when he's faced with the orders to retreat, save his crew, he he freezes. He's not sure what what direction to go. Yeah, and I think that's a yeah. good moment. Unlike a time later in his life when he won't freeze and he'll make a decision to save other people at the cost of himself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, although I do really kind of wish, I could, I do kind of wish that we got more reckless uh, Pike because he knows that he can't, he can't die. Like he, he knows where his future ends. So he's just, I kind of wish we get a little bit more of him being reckless. That he did a little bit in the first season. I wanted it more in the second season. That's actually a really good point, Brandon. I completely forgot about that. Uh, that is, that is knowing when you're gonna die. You should make you immor- feel like you're an immortal. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that is something I wish they would explore more. Like he should just be having the most fun he should with just, Patel. He should like he be, knows when he's going out. He should just be big fishing his way ever, all over space. Absolutely, mm-hmm. no consequences. Good uh, I thank you. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, I think because we've been fairly down on this episode and uh, talking about the season in retrospect, let's do something I don't think we've ever done before. Um, let's go back. It's also because it's a short season. Let's go back to all the episodes and just we're going to keep this real quick. We're not going to rate every single episode. We're just going to do thumbs up, thumb middle, thumb down okay. um, for for the episode. Let's, Let's see my memory. And, and I'll, I'll kind we'll kind of guide you through like yeah. what is the episode about. We're yeah. not just going to be like episode one. So episode one was the was the broken circle. That's where Pike's not captain. Spock has to be there. And uh, they, they almost start a war with the Klingons. But Spock avoids it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I'll, I'll give that a thumb middle. That's a thumb middle. Okay, that's going to be a harsher grader than I am. I can tell already. <laughs> I like um, the episode. I like, can I give it? A, can I give it an in between, a middle, and an up? No, no, no thumb up, no. thumb middle. We're keeping All right, so it's unfortunately a thumb middle. Stop trying to halfway the halfway. <laughs> I gave you thumb middle. Damn it, emperor. <laughs> um, uh, uh, episode two is the Una episode. That's that's a big thumbs up for me. That's- yeah, that's um, a thumbs up. Trial episode, probably, probably. Frankly, I think the best episode of the season, probably. Um, for me personally, uh, uh, tomorrow and tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, that's the alternate universe with Kirk and Lawn story. That is a thumb middle for me. I'm, I'm. If I, ha- if I'm only given three options, I'm going thumb up. I'm going thumb up. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going thumb middle because straight up the middle of that episode just like dragged like nobody's yeah. business, and I did not like it. I like that episode more by proxy of the better stories told using yeah. its foundation later, but I still not crit hot on that episode. I I, I um, agree with a lot of the criticisms, but I, I I did I do I do remember thoroughly enjoying it. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to go thumb. Uh, episode four is uh, among the lowest eaters. That's your uh, King Zachariah episode with the the memory forgetting. That is a that is a thumbs down. <sighs> That is yeah, a y'all don't love too. King Zach. That's a thumbs down. That's a thumbs down. A Sorry. Thumbs down. First bad. First bad one. Um, charades. This is the one where Spock has to do the whole Springs family that ultimately leads to him ending up with Chapel. But the episode overall, thumbs up. I love it. Big thumbs, thumbs up. up. Good episode. Thumbs up. I love it. Thumbs um, up for sure. Lost in translation. Um, this one is the uh, Kirk uh, coming on board the first time. The real Kirk. 
episode. And so it's uh, Uhura with the the gas with the gas uh, and recognizing the people are in there and Kirk's uh, first interactions on this starship with Mom. everybody. I'm going to do thumb middle. That's a thumbs up from me. I'll say I remember space gas. I really like the horror hammer and, and how that played out. So yes. there's there's some flaws, but other, otherwise I think it's really good. Zombies. Uh, those old scientists. Um, that is, that's of course, our lower decks crossover. That's a big thumbs up. Thumbs me. up. Um, episode eight is under the cloak of war. That is our Klingon ambassador episode. That is a that's a thumbs down. That's a oh, thumbs down. I have to hold on. Give me one moment. I know we wanted to make this quick, but like, give me like a one moment. I got to think process, here. Process it. Think about it. Got away oh, with murder. Got away with murder. <sighs> Instigated yeah. a fight. Let's do some training. They really, they really fumbled the ending. So yeah, it's going to be a thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. Um, episode nine. I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, like, could I give it a thumb middle? But no. <laughs> I I want to, but I can't. Yeah. Um, Subspace Rhapsody. That's episode nine. That is our musical. That's so that's a big thumbs up. And episode ten, our finale, the one we talked about today, Hegemony. That is a that is a. Oh. I'll say thumb middle because I'm holding out for that part too with optimism. I will say, say, say thumb middle. I'll do reverse. Like I will I will turn changes to a middle once part two comes out if it's good, but right now it's a down. Yeah. I will say thumb middle because I think no, in this no the Spock Chapel thing pissed me off all over again. I thought about it, so thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Hold thumbs on. Down. <laughs> let, let me get my final thoughts real quickly. Because right, yeah, right yeah. now I'm gonna give it a thumb middle. Right now it's thumb middle. This could change by the end of the sentence. Um Right now, it's the middle. Uh, I think I think the ca- the cast of this of this show is still very strong. I I love them. Um, I oh shit, I'm out of good things to say. All right, thumbs down. That's so a, that's so down. so I didn't have any middles. I only had up and down. Yo yo, Brandon <laughs> yeah. Brandon, the Gorn, Scotty, Chapel, Chapel and Spock. Three major things. You didn't like any of it. <laughs> that's, that's a statue story. That is a, that is a thumb down in the pie. This I was thinking about because like because like as an episode as an episode like I think it's I think it's it's paced well. The cast is good as always. But like after I got through the cast, I was like shit. I'm out of things to say. Yeah. Um. All, all right. right. So let's the, see. The point, the point though in all of that is in, even with us having some 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 different opinions on some things overall. Still more thumbs ups. That's a passing grade. That's a passing grade, baby. Still, mostly some good episodes here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I have a I, I gave five thumbs up, three middles. So it's almost seven episodes that I like. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's it's not bad. I do think looking back, there are characters that I I wish got more focus. There's even a plot line I just wish was in the season, but it's not. Um, I I I think it's not paced as well as uh the first season episode the place placing of certain episodes is just weird um yeah I, like I, I don't understand why end of the cloak of war is is bookended by the lower decks crossover and the the subspace raps the, the two I, finest episodes yeah i don't get why that why that is the case um no it's a, it's a poor choice so like i i think the season is overall weaker than the first mm-hmm. uh for the first season like Every episode, I was like, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Like, literally, until the final episode of that season, where I was like, this is my favorite episode of the show. If, um, I, if I had restructured this season, I would have completely removed the Klingon Ambassador episode from this season. Um, 
and maybe never done it, uh, but moved it to the third season if I had to and made our two-parter actually the finale of the show. Yeah. And then I would have bumped the Lower Decks crossover before the first episode where Kirk shows up on the ship and made the, mm. that episode in the Subspace Rhapsody uh, a two-parter of Kirk being there. Um, that comes after. Sure. Well, that'd be a well, better season. Overall, uh, I, I'm I'm glad to have it, but I was overall disappointed in the season. Um, that's not to say that I'm not looking forward to the third season. I absolutely am. Um, whenever we get back to filming it, I will be here for this cast alone. Mm-hmm. If I have to be, I really like this cat. The main cast, I really like them, and I want to see them go on strange new adventures. All day, uh, me too, hundred percent. Man, who when this next season comes out, who knows where the world will be, where we will be? Who knows? In man? the year twenty, in the year three thousand. <clears throat> um. So I guess that'll do it, though. That's Strange New Worlds. That is season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Fake Nerds Watch. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey. Thank you, too, for being on this journey with me. Um, uh, they, they, these two faithfully subbed in for Cookie, who could not be here. Um, yeah, once again. Yeah. Um, uh, I was always part of Strange New Worlds. I just want to be clear about that. I was not invited to select recordings by omission of others, but otherwise <laughs> I was always part of season one of Strange New Worlds. I would have been in every episode had I known when recordings oh, were occurring. I love space drama. <laughs> All right. Supreme, where All you right. at? So that, so, but that's, but that's I'm really good. glad you came, uh, Ryan. I'm really glad you caught up and, and joined us for this. Honestly, I'm just fun. glad uh, uh, it has been a while since I watched a Star Trek show, and I really do like Star Trek, so it was nice to come back. Uh, next time you'll see me, at least, will be for, uh, as far as Fickner's Watches goes, will be for Star Trek Lower Decks, which I am doing with Travis Alexander and our friend of the show, Xander Hockey. Um, is that is that confirmed no i was just gonna say i think i think ahsoka will the first episode of ahsoka will still be out before that it will but i'm just saying like as far as like star trek Trek watch goes okay well you just said the next time you'll be seeing me as far as a fake nerds watch and i was like no ahsoka would be next you're correct ahsoka will be next but um yeah as far as a a star trek fake nerds watch series goes it will be for I, i get you uh Thrilled to hear it. Really happy you're working with our buddy Xander. Um, I think that's great. I were were I uh, deep enough into Trek to be watching it, I would be right there with you. But I am not. That's fine. Um, I'm glad that I could get uh, people to do it because we because of circumstances beyond my control, we were not able to record season three of Star Trek uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. So I'm very excited to be coming back for Star Trek Lower Decks season four. The season looks great. I have definitely already seen it by the time you're watching this. Uh, so who knows how I think about it at the end of that, but there you go. Um, go check out the review. Go check it out the review. It's really weird for them to do the second part of the two parter from this in lower decks. My gosh, what a what a bewildering! How spicy! Wow, Chris did what? I'd be <laughs> lord if they were able to do that. Anyway, um, so that so that that is coming in the pipeline soon. As far as the pipeline it's goes, Pike Boiler. He's in trouble with the Gorn. We have oh my God. Him. Listen, I got it. I got it. TNG, those nasty Gorn. Oh shit. There's your crossover. Oh and shit. A Gorn <laughs> accidentally goes through that stupid portal. And it's just like, Woo! we've seen the Gorn in Lower Decks, by the way. Um, oh, really? They've, oh, cool. Yeah, they've shown up. Oh, um, we saw a Gorn wedding. Um, That's cute. <laughs> it's a very funny show uh but yes uh, as far as the pipeline goes if you're watching this that means the strikes are over tell me what it's like in the year 2026 um what are you looking at the image 
Okay, okay, hold, Brandon. I yeah. this does not need to be a conversation. But all these Gorn are wearing clothes. Yeah. Are you saying that this, these are the, the Gorn are this advanced that they're like humanoid yeah. and they're talking? Then what like are you they say, doing? I like how you say this advanced. They're wearing like you know like poncho. very like <laughs> ponchos and basic fabrics. You I'm know like, what I mean? I don't know. I saw them in a spacesuit. No, but you know what I mean. That's a very good point. But in I fairness, mean, they are that episode. Like people. That episode aired uh, before Strange New Worlds had aired. All right. So, all right, in show fairness, you get a pass this time. Uh, but yes, that is unfortunate. Because again, if like that's if that's what the gore is supposed to be, then like, what are we even pretending to do with this alien thing? I agree. I, yes, now I I'm it's coming to me. Um, all right. So anyway, that's that's that. Guys, the strikes are over. Thank oh, you so much for joining us. They grew what? back their tails and pissed them off. Mm-hmm. I said the solar flares, man. Uh, oh my god, it's the tail thing. They're like the sands. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I want to see a Super Saiyan Gorn now. They need scouters. Okay. Anyway, though, um, look, there's plenty of more things coming in the pipeline because we've been recording throughout the strikes, so we just haven't been seeing any of it. Um, so, so stay tuned for what's next. Be sure to check out our website at fakenerpodcast.com to catch up on everything that we have been doing that we are putting out uh, that we did during the strikes, uh, that did release during the strikes, such as Basement Arcade and uh, Fakener Book Club. Uh, both of which have plenty of episodes that you guys can check out uh, that, that, that we had a great time recording. Um, so check out that website, fakenerpodcast.com, where you can check out all sorts of, uh, all the feeds, all the audio feeds, all the playlists on YouTube. That's all there, all updated, um, what, what the latest thing is. And as well as you can also check out our uh, Patreon and our Public, which are linked below as well. Um, but they uh, are on our website as well if you'd like to support us financially. Thank you very much. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, that's... That's that, though. Uh, the, we can find us on Fickner Podcast and all the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at FickerGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us a letter, maybe a Star Trek letter that I can read for the lower deck. It's too late. It's too late. But Strange New World Season 3, maybe. Um, I, I keep forgetting. Um, so you can, uh, But you can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me writing for AtomicGeekdom.com and KaijuRamaMedia.com. Sparks, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me just waiting for the next solar flare to turn me into a rabid, uh, impregnating, harvesting flesh animal. Mm. Uh, at Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. And Ryan, where can people find you? You can find me sad that I'm not going to be able to spock it up with my friends uh, anymore over at DJ Tony Snark all over the internet. Uh, subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. Rate and review this. Uh, rate and review wherever you get us. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. And until next time, you see us, guys. Live long and prosper. <laughs>